Hey queens, welcome to Crown Thoughts, the podcast, a safe space for women of all kinds and for women of all walks of life to come together and chat. Crown Thoughts, the podcast is a movement of vibes, which encourages its listeners to dig deep and reflect. So with that being said, let's get into today's topic. Hey Queens, this is your hostess Latina and you are listening to Crown Thoughts, the podcast and we're live. (laughs) I I love saying that it's low-key an insider uh, joke that I have with another podcaster. (laughs) Hey Queens, what's up? We are in a new month. It is October. I was reading a meme uh, on Instagram and it said how unproblematic the month of September is because she came in, we sat down for dinner, we had a good conversation. September brought the to-go box, you know, when you have a family events and there's always that one person that has their to-go plate ready, whether it's um, the styrofoam, <laughs> the styrofoam, um, the styrofoam container with the lid. We used to have those after services at church when, you know, after service you get a good meal and you essentially could be able to bring something home with you, um, a plate of food home with you. That is what they say in the month of September was like because she came in, she did what she needed to do. There was no animosity, no drama, and it slowly started to back out of the driveway. That's that's the part of the meme that had me cracking out. It was the the slow driving out of the um the slowly backing out of the driveway was sending me because I at times can be that way when it comes to family events. I'll come, I'll sit down, we'll have a good time, I'll get my food. And I'm a big foodie, so I'm always taking a plate or two to go. And then you will see me slowly backing up out of the driveway like, hey, y'all, it was nice to see you. Gots to go. (laughs) Um, That is how I felt the month of September came in because, huh, Queens, it was it was really, really fast. I I feel like once we get to the last quarter of the year, It is heavy on spooky season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve, and then we're right into the new year. And so I am thankful for the month of September. It was a nice transition from one of the best summers that I've had in a while. And then getting the kids back into school was really, it was good. It was good. So, um, overall, I hope that everyone else also had a really good month. Um, this episode is entitled Transparency Talks. So today is all about being transparent, being vulnerable, just giving you guys a little bit of an update on where I've been in my journey and what's been going on with me. If you don't know what transparency means, it just... It honestly means to just be truthful um, to when we think of something that's transparent, it literally allows light to pass through the object so that other objects behind it can be distinctly seen. And I'm reading the definition, call me a bit quirky or nerdy for doing that, but I'll read it again. 
to be transparent means you're allowing light to pass through so that objects behind can be distinctly seen. And so when I read the definition, I was just like, mm, I have to use this and I have to play on that because essentially this is what I hope to do as a podcaster is I'm shedding light through my own experiences. So it allows other people in their situations to be seen as well. Yeah. <laughs> so what has been going on with me? I have noticed a, a lot of self-image how do I see myself? How am I showing up in the different aspects of my life? Has been a big one. It's been coming up a lot. Um, I'm realizing that the energy that is coming up around me is really encouraging me to explore and search for more meaning. Um, rather than saying, I'm not really feeling solid within myself, I have been very intentional about changing my perception of things. I've shared many, many times before that I am a recovering pessimist and a recovering perfectionist. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. It, it continues to happen for me. However, being intentional about how I see myself, uh, what I focus my thoughts on, what I focus my attention on is extremely important. And part of that is being able to flip my perception of what I see as a problem and really like giving myself the permission to feel a little bit restless, giving myself permission to be a bit inconsistent at times and being patient with the people around me who also might be acting this way. Because I've also noticed when my patience becomes short with others, it's really because I'm super impatient with myself. Um, I've learned during these times when I'm really feeling like, what the hell am I doing? It's important to just go outside of what's expected. Go outside of what's practical and really go into um, an energy of discovering what really aligns with my authentic self. I know y'all are probably like, what does that mean, Tina? So I'm going to start with the social media influencer, being of influence or trying to be a person of impact. It's hard. It is hard. I... Uh, to be honest, I, I feel like I know how the algorithms work when it comes to Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. But then I realize I don't because I can post every single day and push out content and try to be creative. And I know all of the, the ins and outs. Find the trending songs that you can add into your reels. Be creative with different angles with your camera. Make sure that your lighting is perfect. Uh, wear outfits and colors that are attractive to the eye. Add in words and, and text to your videos so that the, the audience is getting a combination of things. It's a lot of uh, planning and prepping that goes into this stuff. And then 
I'll spend hours doing these things. I'll put out the video. And every time I put out any bit of content, I, I, I get I get the um I get the frights. Is <laughs> what what I like to call it, where I'm like, oh my god, um, I'm fearful because I don't know how it's going to be received. And then I find myself looking and counting the amount of likes. I'm counting the amount of views that uh, people are watching or constantly checking my analytics to see how many listeners have listened to an episode. And it can be very frustrating because it takes away from my purpose. I'm sorry, it is garbage day when I'm recording this. So if you do hear some background noise, I I can't control the environment around me. Again, this is me being transparent because I would then spend another 20 minutes or so trying to edit and filter out background noise, which it's a part of life. A lot of the times when I am recording, I'm sitting upstairs in my home office. Many of us had to get creative during the pandemic and change up what our work environment would look like. And so my home office is on the second floor of my home, but it's also part of my children's play area. So being able to kind of cut off a section that was not intent to be an area of work and really was supposed to be an area of play can be a little bit hard at times. When I'm going to record a reel of me doing yoga, You don't see the parts where I'm like moving my desk out the way and running downstairs to grab a bunch of plants to put in the corner. And I'm setting up the scene so that it looks beautiful. But all the while, I'm frustrated. I'm tired. Your girl is sweating (laughs) because I done ran up the stairs 50 million times and I'm pressing play. And there's a few times I've gone to record and no sound has been captured. It's a hot mess. And then I get the frights because I'm like, oh my God, nobody's going to like this. No one's going to see. I realize you can do all the things that social media says you need to do in order to get your work and your creative art seen. But if you don't feel that way internally too, you don't feel on the inside that you're that girl, that you're a queen, that you matter. The lighting, the algorithm, putting it out at a certain time of the day and using all those hashtags, it doesn't matter. Because behind all of those smiles and the pretty clothes and the the upbeat music that gets your attention, a lot of the times there's a mask that really is hiding some deeper feelings of, I'm ugly. Why do I look so fat? My gut is showing. These, these are my thoughts I want you guys to realize. And I, I'm very active. I've always been of a, a slimmer body type, but I've also had some children. So I don't have the flat tummy. I don't have the, the tight skin and all the perfect areas. Um, I've, I've wrestled with the idea of getting a tummy tuck because how can I be out here doing yoga and showing 
uh, women how to feel empowered of their body when I know that there have been times in my alone time where I've picked and prod at my stretch marks that I have spoke some horrible things over myself because I don't have the bigger chest or I don't have the perfect round ass or my makeup doesn't pop the way that another girl's does. I know I'm not alone in these moments when we are criticizing ourselves. It hurts. I realize that it hurts for the people who love me to hear myself speak that way. So I had to clean it up. If we really want to be impactful and to really touch the masses of people, with it comes honesty. All that curated stuff is cool. It's great. It looks pretty, but it lasts no more than a minute. I think I think your reels can go up to 90, 90 seconds now, so a minute and a half. You're allowing your self-worth to be valued on a 90-second clip. That's deep. It doesn't really give anybody true insight to who Latina is. It's, oh, wow, she can do the yoga poses. Those are cool. Or, oh, wow, she really likes plants. But it doesn't really give you the full scope of my existence and of my being. And part of that is the willingness and showing your true self, your flaws. I need to be very clear on that because I know there are women out there who feel this exact same way. And men too. The men too. Maybe men have a better way of masking things. But we all are struggling with our body image and how we see ourselves or how we think other people see ourselves. I'm letting you know now to stop it. You are worthy. You are beautiful. You are made with intent. Own yourself. Own your flaws. Own your strengths. Show up for your vulnerabilities because in this human experience, we're all seeking the same thing and it all comes back to connection. Since I'm in this season of constant reflection, when I get into these spaces, I know it's time for me to take a step back because I'm allowing the work to control me and I'm allowing the content part of it to overshadow the conversation that I'm trying to put out, the 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 intent that I'm trying to put out and it's especially the message. So for those who ever get into the space where you're just feeling like I'm not good enough, because that is essentially what was happening for me in September. I, I kept getting faced with this feeling of I'm not good enough. You know that you got to take a step back, take a step back and count your blessings, you know, go into a space of gratitude. Um, think back to maybe a time where you weren't 
where you are in this present space and remember that you're worthy. There is no correct rule book, rhyme, or meaning to anything that we're doing. As I get older, I'm realizing this. Like, yes, there are many social media influencers who are doing it, who are hitting the numbers and getting, um, getting uh, essentially, right? They're getting paid for it and, and making the money. And that's great for them. But this is my story. This is my life. And my time will also come. So overall, I am doing okay. It's super easy to fall back into a a depressive space for all of us. And finding joy in the small mundane things does help. It does help. And when I say mundane things, it's, it's as small as making a good meal watching your favorite TV show, talking on the phone with a good friend, um, receiving hugs from people that you love. Those things really, really help when you're feeling like life has no meaning or life is repetitive or you're caught in a space of questioning your worth and your self-image. Go back to those basics. Because I was feeling really down and hard on myself, um, I, I just told myself, okay, let's let's do a good reset. Um, let's do a detox. That's one of my big things is detoxing the body helps to detox the mind. Um, I'm currently on day 10 of my detox and the first couple of days were hard. My body felt disgusting, to be honest, because like my gut health kind of took a turn during the detox. Um, For my queens that are listening, I must have picked the wrong time of the month to do this because my period started as well. And I just did not feel good. I was like feverish and sluggish and weak. Um... By like day four, I was flooded with emotions. I mean, your girl was boohooing, crying, like the world is dark, everything is dark, I don't want to leave the bed. It was it was bad. And rather than sitting in those intense feelings, which something is of my past is what I would do is when I was feeling really down. I wouldn't allow myself to get out of that space. I would just stay in there and stay in that muck. And staying in that muck for me was like being isolated from my loved ones and my friends. I wasn't eating well. Um, I would watch movies and old shows because they feel safe. And we all know these are these are signs and symptoms of a depressive state. Um, we all at some point in our lives will have a bout of a depressive state and I'm, I'm being very specific in how I call it because it does not necessarily mean that you have depression. Depression is something that lasts for over a certain amount of time. 
literally when you when as a clinician when we go in to um do an intake and an assessment with a client one of the things that we look for is time frequency and duration and so a depressive state or or a state of depression usually lasts a little bit longer than being in a depressive state a depressive state can be a couple a couple days to a week um, a state of depression is usually a more long-term sense. And I've had both. I've, I've been very depressed and I've had a few depressive states. And so during this detox, I was like, oh no, these, these ugly feelings are showing up. But I realized it was these deeper emotions that I was detoxing. These were these deeper emotions that I needed to uproot and bring out of me. And how beautiful is it to be able to do a detox, especially as the season the seasons are changing, um, we know that with fall comes harvest time, and harvest time is when we're beginning to lay down those roots and foundations so that we can produce fruit for the spring. Hello, message. <laughs> Hello, message. That is for someone that really needed to hear that. And so, my detox was right on time because I needed to uproot some things. And so rather rather than sitting in those feelings, I decided to send someone else that I really cared about some love. That is that is one of the most beautiful ways that we can heal one another is by giving to others. And so I'm so blessed because I had sent over um, some love texts to all of my friends and family and the response was just beautiful. They had no idea that I might have been, you know, not feeling my best the last couple of weeks. And sure enough, those people will show up for you. I just want to say thank you to my my friends who really showed up for me in the last couple of weeks. You guys have no idea what it meant to me. You know who you are. I'm just sending you a couple of roses. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I didn't feel much of anything when I um, was kind of in day six and seven of my detox. It was kind of quiet. I want to be clear about um, what my detox looks like. Um, because I realize a detox can mean many different things for different people. Um, for, but for me specifically, it was removing all, um, negative substances from my reach. So sugar, limiting how much soda I was drinking. Um, I am an indulger of marijuana. <laughs> I can say that out loud because it is legal in my state. So part of that was um, cleaning that up, having a more sober mind. And can I be honest real quick about that alone? Just that one topic of marijuana usage. For one, I'm, I'm very new to the, that lifestyle. And that this is a very um, personal choice of mine. I did not engage in any substance use until I was an adult. I did not start uh, 
using cannabis until really the pandemic. And it was more so because of health related issues with my Crohn's and being able to manage the symptoms that were showing up because I was having excruciating pain. Uh, At one point, I had no desire to eat because I was afraid that anything that I put inside of my body was going to be instantly uh, just expelled from all ends. Again, this is the transparent talk. So with Crohn's, it's coming out both ways and it was a mess and I didn't know how to cope with what was happening. And so the uses, the usage of cannabis started off with something intentional and it became a bad habit. What once was, oh, I'm only going to do it at night before bed. It'll help me sleep. Or when I'm having a flare, it became something social. It became something that I just did because I wanted to. And I think it's important, especially now because it's considered legal in many of our states. I don't know the exact number, but I know that it is legalized in the state of Connecticut. There are young people, younger than myself, I'm in my 30s. So for those who are using it in their 20s, it's being used with no purpose, no intent. And it can unlock a part of you that if you're not really, you don't have that self-discipline, it gets ugly. And I think for me, my relationship with cannabis has been not the best in the last year or so. Uh, I, I found myself just doing it just because, just because I had access to it. And it leaves you feeling very, very detached from your reality. Yes, you get that euphoric feeling, that feeling of being high. But then once it's gone, you want it to happen again. And that was, was, that was exactly what was happening for me. I wanted to feel euphoric all the time, not during work hours, let's be clear, because I am a professional and I do provide care to others. But during those other times, it was happening just because. And I started noticing changes within my skin, changes within my appearance. I was more dehydrated. I was more irritable when uh, I was not using it. And it became a bad habit. So detoxing from that alone has been extremely important to me. When you are starting to use something and it begins to control your life, and this is in any form, a person, um, a substance, the usage of social media, when it becomes priority, you need to put it down. Someone needs to hear this because just because it's legal or it's the end, the the cool thing to do now, know what you are putting in your body. I hear people say, I'll say, you can't get addicted to weed. No, you cannot technically get addicted to it, but you can get addicted to the feelings that it gives you. And so with my detox, one of the first things I knew that I was getting rid of was exactly that. And putting it down has been good for me. 
Now, when my detox is done, I may not even decide to go back to it because it's allowed me to lean into some of my better coping skills to help manage just my daily stressors or manage the symptoms of my Crohn's. Things that I could have did already on my own and the severity of my health has changed since. The severity of my health has gotten much better. It's improved since uh, my initial diagnosis. So my need for cannabis has also changed. And that's when I knew I was like, yeah, girl, it's, it's time to clean this up because one, I'm, I'm coming from a history where my parents were, um, and what's the best way to put it? My parents did struggle with substance abuse. So I already have, um, a precursor to being an addict. That's, that's just the honesty in all of this. So knowing what I'm doing and why I'm doing it is so important for my lifestyle. I'm not judging anyone who decides to engage in it every day, all day, that's cool. If you're able to manage that and still feel connected to your reality and still feel connected to your life and what's going on for you, then that's great. But I know for me, it was in some ways, it was hindering my growth and I needed to, I needed to clean it up. So during the detox, that was one of the first things that I needed to remove because I felt like my judgment was off. Know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And not only that, to be honest, it was never a habit of mine. It was introduced to me by a person who's not even in my life anymore. So being able to remove that during my detox gives me back the power to say, hey, if I want to engage in cannabis, that's for me. It's not because I, I, I learned how to do it from someone else or someone else suggested that I should go to the doctor and see if this will help for me. No, it, it now becomes, this is my choice. This is what I want for myself. This is how I'm going to live my life. So yeah, that was a big one for me. It was the first thing on my list of what I wanted to kind of cut back on. Again, we are doing this. I feel great. I will say for those who are uh, using marijuana, if you do want to be able to take a break from it, do a bit of reading on what the detox process would look for that because it comes with very specific instructions on how to just keep yourself comfortable so that you don't fall back into wanting to use it because all of it is a mind game. All of this is a mind game. Any bit of clutter in my home, especially in my bedroom, it's so important that we are um, constantly, well, not constantly, but we're getting into a routine of removing clutter because it has a major impact on our mental health as well. Um, For me, my detox was also removing certain foods that just are not good for me. It must have been a summer thing because in the summertime, we eat and drink and do as we please. Although I do have Crohn's and I have very specific uh, diet limitations, I still 
like to eat. And I realized, like, girl, you can't be eating out every day and ordering lunch every day. So during the detox, it was getting back into cooking whole meals. I made a big pot of chicken uh, soup. And it was so good. I mean, like all of the rooted veggies was in there. I threw my my onions and my herbs and the carrots, the potatoes, the, everything that you need to help you feel good. I threw that in there. And most importantly, just like clearing your mind, allowing yourself to have a more sober mind. So that you can just exist in your space for a bit really, really helped me. Um, I noticed during this detox that I gave myself more opportunity to spend more time with my boys. Not just being with them, but really spending that time with them. Those extra hugs are so special to me. The smiles that they give you, they're, they're intimate, they're personal. I laughed uncontrollably which it feels good it feels good uh I enjoyed making those meals for my family because sometimes serving your family especially as the woman of the house the queen of the house it can feel like a chore or a job and truly it's such a blessing and an opportunity to be able to do that so being able to give more attention with intention helped me to remember that we're all human. We're all going to be in different spaces in this journey. And it's okay to feel like you don't have it all together. It's okay to feel like I don't I don't feel my best today. Every day is not going to be roses, sparkles, and glitter. <laughs> um I counsel young girls and I'm thinking of a client very specifically and just being mindful of uh, doctor patient confidentiality. So I'm not going to share who she is or anything of that sort, but she's of elementary school age. And one of our activities was what do things look like in your world? And she literally said, I want everything to be glitter, roses, unicorns. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, me too. Me too. Um, I love working with children. They they really do remind you of the beauty of innocence because when we become adults, it can get ugly sometimes and you get so overwhelmed by so much responsibility. It's just like, ugh. You know, and th- that is that is essentially why I knew I needed to get into a season of detox real quick because I was waking up feeling like, ugh, I don't want to do this. This is this is a I have to do this, and I have to remind myself, no, you choose this life that you're in. You choose your role. You choose who you're with. You choose what job you want to work. You choose what career you want to. Before I wrap up this episode, I want to answer a question that was sent over to me from a listener. And I'm so excited because I love this. Keep sending them guys, please. (laughs) Uh, But it was so on point to the, the discussion for today. And it reads, what is something you wish others knew about you and why? 
And if I can be honest, I wish others knew that I do a lot of things scared. I'll do a lot of this work afraid because I don't know the outcome. I don't know how I'm going to be received. I don't know if what I'm doing really matters or it's really a part of this divine plan that God has for me. But I do know that it keeps me up at night. I'm always talking about new ways to expand or to push out creativity within Crown Thoughts and also with my friends because a lot of my friends are also black creatives. I don't know what I'm doing half of the time, but I also know that I have a purpose because it won't allow me to rest. And so I, I take the time to learn. I take the time to study. I ask for help when it's necessary. I allow myself to fall both literally and figuratively. There are so many times that I'm doing a yoga pose and I'm I'm damn near busting my behind. <laughs> I actually keep saying I probably will put out a compilation of how many times I fall when practicing a flow. But I wish others knew that I am just out here trying to make it and to live and to survive just like the rest of you guys. And if I can do it coming from the story that I've had, so can you. I hope that the message today is transparent enough that someone else's story will start to really give more meaning to the person who's attached to it because sometimes we get into a space of just not really understanding our purpose or feeling like our life is meaningless and the truth is it's everything that we make it to be so i'm not giving out any type of reflective questions in this episode but i do hope that me being honest and transparent helps you to feel more connected to me. Crown Thoughts has really, really been um, a gem in the midst of some hard spaces. And I'm just going to keep going. And I encourage everyone else, whatever it is that you're working on or working towards, that you keep going too. There's a reason for every season that we're in. And if you continue to do things with love and with intent, I promise you, you'll find that meaning. So as always, queens recognize queens. I am your hostess, Latina. And this is Crown Thoughts, the podcast. Thank you. <laughs>